following paid program is pre-recorded. Eric Arnett is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered advisor. Take Point Wealth Management, this station, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideals and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice, and individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Take Point on Retirement, a well-rounded show from a well-rounded team leading you into retirement. An hour of simple retirement advice from your friends at Take Point Wealth Management. And by the way, we mentioned Take Point Wealth Management is a local company up and down the nature coast. See them or they'll see you. Whatever the case may be, you need to see Take Point Wealth Management because they want to take you into the future with a stress-free retirement. They also do so many other things. They're more than just wealth management with a slew of professionals under their umbrella. They are here to help you once again up and down the nature coast. Their local phone number is 352-616-0511. The show, by the way, an hour full of the important information that you need take point on retirement. So you need to grab a pencil, grab a pad of paper. You're going to want to take some notes, especially that phone number, write it down. The website, Take Point Wealth Management, that's takepointwealth.com and uh, takepointwealthmanagement.com. All you got to do is Google Take Point Wealth or whatever search engine you use. Type in Take Point. It'll take you to their website. In the meantime, we've got lead advisor, retirement planner, Eric Arnett in our studio, along with Randy Woodruff. Thank you for joining us, 2021. <clears throat> Gosh. Well, what do we want to talk about today, right? <laughs> oh, so, man. Uh, <laughs> Where so do we start? I think most folks know we do record this show for compliance reasons. We air Saturday morning, so not too much of a lapse in current events and time, but this is not a political show. This is a show about retirement planning, and we care mostly about our retirees and our listeners out there looking Absolutely. For, for answers. But we do need to address, we've talked about this in previous shows, so mm-hmm. let's talk about what does a change in administration mean for some folks? out there. We have been talking about how are the markets going to react to that. And there's a lot of speculation. There was a lot of speculation leading up to this. If the Democrats do take the Senate, what's going to happen? If the Republicans maintain control, what's going to happen? And guess what, folks? Here we are. <clears throat> guess what? The markets are still fine. Markets are still moving up. Markets are still going higher. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. Let's step back, take a deep breath. Let's refocus on what's important to us as retirees as we plan for retirement. I want to say thank you to our listeners. We get all kinds of great feedback, people that are out there listening to the show. To those of you that get up that early and mm-hmm. get your coffee going, I toast you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Drink my coffee. We appreciate you, <laughs> listeners. We've been getting a lot of great feedback, which is encouraging to us and lets us know that, hey, we're doing something right and we're, we're moving in the right direction. But we've been talking for quite a while. We've been preparing. What, what would it look like if the Democrats kind of take control we have been and so let's continue with that because now it's definitely a fruition it's it's it has happened and a couple of things look number one we're in the middle of a pandemic right and in fact covid i guess from what we understand and the new strains that are coming out it's it's going to be here for a while and that's going to be a challenge for everybody uh, it's going to be a challenge for our country for the economy but what the markets 
do like and what we have been talking about is with the Biden administration being able to kind of have less friction as they want to pass their agenda, there'll definitely be a stimulus plan. You know, there'll be another large stimulus plan coming and the market likes that. Mm-hmm. And why, why does it like that? It's cash in the system. <laughs> That's cash in the system. It's government spending. Folks, it doesn't matter who is in office. Uh, one of the major things that drives our economy is government spending. It's a huge portion of our of our GDP. In the short term, that's good for the markets. We're in a secular bull market. We have been for over almost 10, 12 years now. Uh, there's still a lot of uh, room for upside. Mm-hmm. And the market's going to continue to do well, no matter who's in office. It does not matter who's in office. People still like to make money. <laughs> And the economic engine still moves forward. Now, will there be some changes in the future? Potentially. One of the things that we've talked about is, are there tax increases coming? So we've put out we've put out a flyer, newsletters, the Biden versus Trump tax plan. Uh, you can always go to our website, send us an email, we'll send that to you. But we'll talk a little bit about that today. Yes, potentially, um, the Biden administration will uh, try to increase taxes, but they're not going to do it anytime soon. Okay, so that's nothing, I agree with that. 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 That's nothing yeah. to worry about, right? Let's that's way on the back burner. I have can, a lot. Can, of, can, can I, I pause you there for a minute? Well, sure, sure, I, you can. I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I want to caution everybody is that the last thing we want to try and do is predict politician behavior, what they may, sure. may not do. Yeah. So while it makes all the sense in the world for them not to increase taxes anytime soon while we're in a pandemic and coming out of pandemic, because that would have a negative impact on the economy and the recovery. Again, as we've seen at the Capitol, sometimes you want to expect the unexpected and still having the back of your mind and be planning for it ahead of time before it actually happens. Right. You're dead on. Listen, the markets go up regardless of what party's in power. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had eight years under Obama and the market did pretty good. We mm-hmm. had four years under Trump, the market did pretty good. And past presidents, Clinton administration. Let's not put all of the merit like these politicians have so much power and control that they can dictate what the economy is so going to do, and what the market's going to do. Stop it. Let's not even go there. It's not possible. So there's so many other things that influence our economy. Is it true, though, that in the past we've always had a divided Congress, though? Yeah. For the most part, I think that's a good point, JW. A lot of market sentiment and I think Wall Street in general or people in general would have preferred that checks and balances and right. be mm-hmm. in place. However... This is this is temporary. It's only a two-year deal. There's going to be a re-election for House seats and, and Senate, Senate seats. seats. True. And yeah. so we don't know. That's just a short time from now. That's I mean, think true. about how fast years go by. Mm-hmm. And so can they even get tax reform or tax changes done? We don't know. Yes, Biden has said, I'm going to increase taxes, but I'm only going to increase taxes on the wealthy. I feel as though, and I read an article also, um, the top 100 CEOs in our country were surveyed, and they feel pretty strong strongly that the corporate tax rate will go up on on large corporations. I think it's at 21% now. Mm-hmm. They're estimating maybe a 28% corporate tax rate. But that's going to take a while to, one, get through. And then two, even once that's passed in law, it takes a while for that to even affect the economy or make any changes. So by the time they do that, there might be a change in, in the House and Senate again, and they might reverse it. So I just don't want people to focus just on that. I don't, I, I don't think that that's the right place to spend our energy. The right place is, is to stay focused on putting a plan together for you and your family. And now is a better time than any. 
because we've talked about the fact that, yes, there might be an appetite to raise taxes and there might not be. I still have faith in both sides of the aisle that they're not going to do anything crazy while we're in a pandemic and we're trying, the economy is trying to recover and then they're going to all of a sudden raise taxes on, a, on an economy that's somewhat, you know, wobbling right now. I just don't think that's going to happen. There's really no appetite to raise taxes or increase regulation right now in this fragile environment. I really don't think so. Like Larry said, I could be totally wrong, but this is my own personal opinion. I believe that what's been transpiring after the election leading up to this will maybe wake up our leaders in Washington and maybe they'll start becoming true leaders. Maybe they'll start working together because even the majority that the Democrats do have, it's very, very, very thin. <laughs> A one moderate Democrat could side with more moderate policies. And uh, I think that it's a very slim margin. I still think that we're not going to see like massive tax increases or government uh, regulation changes overnight. So in the short term, I think things look very favorable. Stocks are still where you're going to need to put your money. Interest rates are at all time lows. Now, long term, long term, two years, three years, four years out, all the stimulus being pumped into the economy, um, that's going to probably create inflation. That's going to create interest rates to increase. However, Randy and I were talking about this the other day and what we try to educate our clients on and why we think it's most important now than ever is to have an actively managed, diversified Mm -hmm. portfolio. And what does that mean? It means that the active portfolio has the ability to shift into different markets, different asset classes, different sectors, different sectors. So let's say large cap growth stocks take it on the chin. It doesn't matter if you only have a small allocation to them. Small cap companies, mid cap companies, international companies, they could be a big winner. And there's still a lot of room for improvement there. And a lot of money could flow into those parts of the economy. In fact, we've already seen that happening uh, where technology was having such a big run up. It's selling off now and the money's starting to flow into other areas of the economy. And so investors will start looking at, okay, when the stimulus, when this infrastructure bill comes in, it's going to be great for the economy. It's going to put people to work. It's going to be a lot of government spending. There's going to be a lot of stocks and a lot of investments that do well because of that. Let's stay focused on long-term planning, active management, diversified portfolios. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about that. Optimism. That's what we're talking about. Look into a brighter future. And if you haven't planned for your future, now is the time. Wake up, folks. It's time to get that financial future in place. And you can do that through Take Point Wealth Management. The folks with Take Point Wealth Management are in our studios. It's a pre-recorded show. They do have offices up and down the nature coast. And you can contact them anytime at 352-616-0511. Check them out online, takepointwealth.com or takepointwealthmanagement.com. Just Plug in Take Point Wealth. It'll take you to Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner, and of course, Randy Woodruff, part of that team that are here to take you into a stress-free retirement. We still got plenty of time to share some more information with you. Grab that pencil before we come back. In the meantime, take a short break and be right back after this. Take Point on Retirement, a well-rounded show from a well-rounded team leading you into retirement. Listen for an hour of simple retirement advice from your friends at Take Point Wealth Management. Take Point on Retirement, brought to you by the fine folks at Take Point Wealth Management all up and down the nature coast, here to serve you right in your backyard. They'll come to you, you go to them, whatever the case may be. You can contact 352-616-0511. Give them a call like I did. Reach out to Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner, and of course, certified public accountant, Randy Woodruff. 
just two members of that entire team of professionals ready to lead you into a stress-free retirement. We're going to talk about that and more. Lead advisor, retirement planner, Eric Arnett. Thank you, JW. Eric, I wanted to um, ask you a couple of things about something you said in the last segment. One thing you said is that there's still room for upside in the market. And then we also were talking towards the end of this, I mean, about actively managing your portfolio. And we've been talking for months about mm. how the technology sector, we've talked about it in person in their offices mm-hmm. with our clients on this show, how the technology sector has really led the stock market, if you will, in terms of gains during the pandemic. So I think that even though that sector may still have some room for growth, I think where you mentioned earlier, we're seeing some, some um, sell-off yep. in certain stocks. But let's talk a little more about active management sure. and, and why <clears throat> the need is for that. Because we've all heard the stories about somebody that bought Home Depot when it first came out or Microsoft or Apple when it first came out and they held on to it for 30 years and now they're a millionaire. And all we hear are the success stories, but mm-hmm. we don't hear about the people that held on to the stock too long or didn't get out when it was at its all-time high and never got back that got back to that that. Uh, height again. Discuss how we actively manage portfolios, why people need to be looking more for active management today as opposed to just park it and forget it. Yeah. So keep in mind the NASDAQ, which is a technology stock, large cap technology, it's up like 60% from the bottom of March in the pandemic. Wow. An insane rally. So to your point, the only reason that that rally occurred was because of the fact that those technology companies really benefit from COVID. So now potentially, you know, because there's been so much money made in that sector, there's going to be some profit taking there. And so that money has to flow somewhere else. We talked about in some earlier shows, let's just say the S&P 500, for instance, five or six stocks drove that entire S&P 500. The other stocks are looking for some money flow there. So Mm -hmm. the money's going to start flowing in other sectors. So now as focus shifts and the market looks ahead and says, okay, hey, with a democratic change in administration, I think there's going to be a lot of stimulus. There's going to be that infrastructure bills. All those types of companies are going to benefit from that. So let's take money out of the technology sector and let's roll it into those sectors. But none of us have the ability to make those calls. Okay. None of us have a crystal ball. So the way that you build a long-term portfolio that can weather all storms is you diversify amongst all of those asset classes. And yes, as certain asset classes get overvalued and volatility starts to pick up, then you can automatically kind of shift some of your weightings to the other mm-hmm. asset classes, even during the pandemic. And when COVID created the stock market, they literally crash overnight, like 30% back in March. If you had a diversified smart plan or a diversified portfolio, you might have been down 5 10% tops as opposed to being down 30 40%. I know people I've talked to that were in all technology or just some growth fund or a lot of growth stocks in their portfolio or their 401k. They were scared to death because their portfolios went down like 30% overnight and they didn't know if they were going to come back. That's because they were too overweighted. And we saw this back in the in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. where people just got so overweighted. And dot-com and, bubble. And dot-com, and the dot-com bubble hit and people got smoked. So once again, now more than ever, it's not about just picking the right mutual fund. It's about building a diversified portfolio that can be actively managed, that can make shifts in those different asset classes and sectors, okay? If you look at small cap companies, mid cap companies, international companies, there's great opportunities for those to pick up and do really well. So I think the broad market is still poised to move higher in 2021, no doubt about it. More than ever, actively managed portfolio makes sense. And staying true to your investment objective, what does that mean? It means 
if we go through an exercise and we find out based on the questions that you answer, you're a moderate investor, then let's have a moderate portfolio because that aligns with your goals. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have this super aggressive portfolio, but they have moderate objectives or moderate you know risk tolerance. So it's way out of line. So let's get your portfolio That's in line, point. take some of the volatility out of it, but still be able to achieve your goals. There's multiple products out there. You don't even have to use investments. You can. We've talked about it on this show many times before. You can use insurance-based products like annuities, whole mm-hmm. life policies. There's a lot of ways that you can save on taxes in the future. And we talked about it prior to not even knowing what's going to happen, who's going to be in office, right? Mm-hmm. We've been talking on this show for months about, hey, you've got to prepare for tax increases in your future if you're Absolutely. a retiree or getting close to retirement. They're going to have to raise taxes. They have to. Whether Republicans or Democrats, it doesn't matter, folks. They have to raise taxes to pay for all the stimulus and the deficit. We're like a $30 trillion deficit as it is. The deficit comment, back in 1980, we were around a trillion dollars in deficit. <laughs> and we're closing in on $30 trillion here soon with all this yeah. additional stimulus. So in 40 years, it went from $1 trillion to $30 trillion. So as Eric, I want to echo what Eric said. We've been talking many times on this show. I've been giving you lots of options like Roth IRAs and other things to reduce the taxes in the future. I know that some people may or may not be upset about the election, how things turned out. But here again, regardless of politics, regardless of the election, all those things, that's, you know, that's inconsequential to the fact that eventually taxes are going to have to go up to pay for the borrowing of the past. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen high, higher tax rates before in, in this country. So even if they just repeal it back to what it was prior to Trump's Tax Reform Act, it's going to be fine. It's mm-hmm. not going to be any major shock to the system, folks. We've talked about what are some strategies to potentially decrease your tax bill in the future. Uh, and so for one, doesn't matter whether you're, it, listen, folks, it doesn't matter whether you're in a 401k or an IRA, all the money in that account is not yours. <laughs> okay. The IRS is your partner in that account. Oh, yeah. Okay. They own a portion of that account. And people might think I'm crazy when I say that. No, they definitely do. So, but there are strategies that we can start putting in place for you folks out there listening to to try to combat that in the future. Uh, Roth accounts. We've talked about this. I think it's the most underutilized tool out there. I'm finally getting folks out there that are listening to the radio we show. We are. Yeah, that They're are calling in the in, office and wanting to do Roth, Roth conversions. Absolutely. And, Looking at Roth accounts, and so that's exciting. I'm glad that we're reaching folks, and they're starting to really um, evaluate that. Heck, give us a call. Shoot us an email. I, I was talking to a guy the other day that called in off the radio show for like an hour. It, it was great, and he was like, "Wow, that's, that's so thank you know that was very helpful." But it was good that people are starting to think about that. That means that the education's getting out there. But it's the most underutilized tool out there, really. Let's look at the Roth. Let's look at the Roth conversion. You know, putting some of your retirement savings in an after-tax Roth account could set you up for a tax-free investment growth and tax-free withdrawals in retirement. How great would that be? While we're talking about Roth, let's talk to the business owners out there, too, that have, you know, because of COVID, may have had a, a bad year this year, maybe, maybe down in terms of your net income for the year, maybe even lost money for the year. Since you have those losses or a lot less income this year, this could be a great year to convert all or part of your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Absolutely. And so you're in, a, you're in a down year, you're in a lower tax bracket, or, may, or maybe several tax brackets lower. Now's a great time to do that. What about if you're a business owner and we set up a, a Roth 
simple Roth 401k or where you have a corporate plan that you can contribute to a Roth. That'd be something pretty cool to be able to do. You could start putting some of your earnings in that Roth account and that's going to grow tax-free for you. I think to your point, I mean, we've been indoctrinated for decades about, you know, saving, 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 and we, we should all be saving. But the options that were available to us for so long were where we were saving tax dollars today for and then investing it and then in the future taking it out, which isn't a, necessarily a bad thing. But I know we agree, Eric and I agree, and I'm sure most of our listeners do, that when you sit, step back and think about it, tax rates are going to have to go up. And so we need to begin to um, not just be investing all of our money into our 401ks or tax deferred accounts. We need to be thinking about paying taxes today at lower rates they would have access to that money in the future when taxes are going to go up. Yeah, absolutely. As far as these Roth IRAs and these accounts such as that, if I have a 401k plan and I'm at a job, I've been there 20 years, been contributing to it for the last 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. And let's say I've got some money built up in F401k. I'm still at that job. Can I roll the money out of that 401k even though I'm still at that job? So that's a great question. And the answer is yes and no. Okay. So it depends on number one, your age. So there are a lot of corporate 401k plans. If you're over the age of 55, somewhere if you're over the age 60, they will allow you to take a partial rollover distribution and open up your own Roth. Absolutely. We've done that. However, the majority of 401k plans are not going to allow you to withdraw your money uh, prior to your termination of employment. And it's all depends on age. That's why give us a call. Let's look at your current situation because it's possible that you can. And so there's no right or wrong answer there. And there are some that allow you just to go ahead and take a distribution if you want to, and and you can roll it over to Roth. However, it, it makes sense to call your 401k provider and ask them, do they have a Roth option inside of the 401k plan? Because that's becoming more and more popular. And that third party administrator or the administrator or the company that's administering your 401k plan, they should have those answers for you. So it's potentially that you can do that inside of your own own 401k. I've seen people that have 401ks and part of it's in a Roth and part of it's in an IRA. So it's absolutely possible. And I think that if you're a younger person, please definitely get started on that. But if you're an older person and you're looking to make a a more substantial change, then the first place is to call your 401k provider. And then secondly, give us a call. If you can't get any answers, we'll typically get on the phone with you and talk to those folks just to see what your options are. But uh, I did have a a gentleman this year who who reached age 60, had a very large 401k plan, and uh, we were able to start taking distributions and rolling it to Roth. So um, every company is different. They all have different rules. So some are more flexible than others. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Boom, there it is. (laughs) Right on. Good job. So our CPA sitting in front of us here, Randy Woodruff, has got some tax information to share with us. A lot of new things coming on down the pipeline. We're going to have to take a quick break, but we'll be back to continue our conversation with Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner with Take Point Wealth Management, all up and down the Nature Coast, a local company with some fine local professionals to help you into a stress-free retirement. They helped me. They can help you too. So just hang on. We've still got another half hour of Take Point on retirement every Saturday at this time and only on this station, folks. We'll be back after this.
Does all this sound familiar or maybe confusing? Slow down, take a breath, relax. Take Point is here for you. JW here, take it from me, Let Lead Advisor, Retirement Planner, Eric Arnett. Take Point on your stress-free retirement. With so many services at their fingertips and a well-rounded team of professionals, Take Point Wealth Management is on a mission to take point on your retirement. Take advice from someone with your best interests at heart. Take the risk-free financial analysis. Call them today. 352-616-0511. TakePointWealth.com. Don't forget to ask for your stress-free retirement book. Big Point Wealth Management is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered advisor. Comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. So a little compliance disclaimer there to share with you this morning from Take Point Wealth Management, Eric Arnett, Randy Woodruff in the studio with us as they are every Saturday. It is a pre-recorded program. Thanks for joining us, folks. We've still got time to answer your questions. By the way, if you have a question, you can always email that to Take Point Wealth Management at info. That's I-N-F-O at TakePointOnRetirement.com. The name of the show, Take Point on Retirement. That's info, I-N-F-O at TakePointOnRetirement.com. The email address, email your questions, and we may take that question and answer it on this radio program one Saturday. So you have to stay tuned to hear if your question is being answered. If not, you can always pick up that phone and call Take Point Wealth Management, just like I did, 352-616-0511, and take that Take Point blueprint on retirement. That's right, a free financial analysis. Take advantage of that, folks. It is valuable and your future is valuable as well. Let's take a pause for station identification. You're listening to 99.9 FM WXJB Homosassa. These two gentlemen professionals in front of me are valuable and I'm going to turn it back over to them. So I wanted to touch on a couple of more points as far as maybe some tax strategies and uh, Randy then you can kind of jump in there. I know you got some some situations that you might be working on currently with clients. And I know you probably get that question maybe a hundred times a day. What do I need to do now? And then you're probably going to get that question a lot more now. Oh yeah. Especially with, even yeah. after the presidential election, our phones were lighting up mm -hmm. um, with people concerned about what's going to happen. And, and we talked about it on this show. And the first part of the show is that we're still kind of in a pandemic. We're I understand where we're at. We get, the vaccines are coming or out. And I think we're going to come out of this, you know, and, and to think that Congress is going to raise tax rates anytime soon is it's good to know it's out there. It's good to know it could be coming, but I think just filing your 2020 taxes will be under the last tax, big tax law that got passed and back mm -hmm. effective in 2018. I think 2021 is going to be mostly the same. I just don't don't see them making any any major tax law changes. And um, but 2022 depends on where where we're at. And sometimes people like to leave a mark before there's they they see change. And so maybe the current administration may push something through because there were some campaign promises made. So they may push something through to in 2022 just before a potential um, change in maybe the House or the Senate um, takes place with the 2022 midterm election. So I think in terms of filing your 2021 taxes, you know, we shouldn't see much change. But here again, yeah, disclaimer, last thing I want to try and do is is predict politician behavior because uh, um, I think we've all realized that sometimes that's... <laughs> Futile at best. So <laughs> I am more confident than ever that we have the solutions. I agree. To help okay. folks this year to and through retirement more than ever, not to toot my own horn, but I think more than ever folks out there really need to surround themselves with, with good team members. 
and have a good CPA, have a good investment advisor and build that team around you and build that smart plan that can weather all storms. The thing is, you say build a team, but build a team of experienced people. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this now 26 years. You're about the same number of years. My dad started our CPA firm, so I'm, I'm second gener- generation here in, in doing this. So it's it's one thing to to have a team around you, but have a team of experienced professionals that have seen a lot of situations, have a lot of wisdom and experience to draw upon as they advise you as well. And a lot of this you've learned through your military service, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. You always always have to have a solid plan in place. And maybe maybe that plan A doesn't always work out. And that's why you have in the military, it's called contingency plans. Mm-hmm. You, know? you have plan A, you have plan, plan B, a, you have plan, plan B, C. plan C. <laughs> yeah. And if you get to plan C and plan C is not working out, then it's called all hell is broken loose. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even retreat. <laughs> but no, no, we, we've outlined in the show, and, I, and we're going to continue to do that in, in shows that are coming. Going back to the Roth and attack stuff, by the way, if you didn't know this, uh, they changed the requirement of distribution rules. You don't have to take money out of your IRA uh, or your 401k until you're 72 now. Is that a big change in terms of the number of years? But it's an example of how there's been a lot of changes, especially with the 2018 tax law, of things that have been in place for decades, and now they're either changed or they're no longer there. And so even in my profession, things that we've been talking about or saying for years, we're having to adjust our conversations or, or think about what about different opportunities because things have changed. And so to your point, Eric, it's been something that's been in place for a long time. I still get questions to this day that people still think that when they sell their home, the most they exclude is they can exclude on their gains $125,000. That's been gone for 20 years and they still think it's there. So to your point, it's good to talk about this and to be talking about future shows that it's now 72 as opposed to 70 and a half. So great change. What do you think about this? I mean, if you're in your 60s, And in fact, because of COVID and all the changes, there might be some people that are retiring a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. than um, they may have planned. And so you may be faced with an earlier retirement, or you may just be saying, you know what, the heck with this crap, I'm going early, I'm done. (laughs) When you're taking distributions, um, you don't want to take anything prior to 59 and a half because you'll pay a 10% penalty. However, in some 401k accounts and providers and even government plans, you can start taking distributions at age 55. So everybody's got a different situation. That's why you need to call us so we can work that out with you. But what do you think about this? Let's say you're 62, 63, 64, and you have until 72 where you're required to take distributions. What about under these current tax rates, Mm-hmm. starting to take some distributions, some small distributions, and take advantage of these current tax laws where you're kind of, instead of creating even a bigger, bigger bubble where your tax-deferred money is growing in that IRA another 10 years, and all of a sudden you get this big, big bubble that potentially, if they do raise tax rates, it's going to be, you know, all that's going to be taxed a lot higher. So I think when we look at numbers and we do kind of some long range projections, it looks like it's pretty advantageous to start taking Absolutely. small distributions now and paying the smaller tax on it. And then let's redistribute those distributions into other tax free strategies or tax advantageous strategies for you. So those are some multiple plans and things that we can come up with as well. But what do you think about that idea? I think it's a great idea. I think uh, anytime you can push your income into years when you're going to have a lower income, pay lower taxes for sure. As we talked time and time again, tax rates we feel like are going to have to go up. 
pushing your distributions into years when you may not need them. You're just taking the distribution, paying the tax, and then investing the rest of the money as you would if it was sitting inside your IRA. I think it's a great idea. And here again, things people don't really think about doing. We've been talking about Roths over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. but this is another opportunity for people to, again, not really save, well, I guess save some income tax here again, do it at lower tax rates. So great idea. Yeah. And I also, I get this question all the time. I just left my current job thinking about taking withdrawals or rolling money out of my 401k. I say, well, well, hold on a second. Let's talk about that. What's really going on there? You know, what are you trying to accomplish? Keep in mind, if you withdraw money from your 401k, when you change jobs, 20% of that will be withheld for income tax. Mm-hmm. However, you can avoid that tax penalty and potential trigger penalties and fees if you transfer that money directly from your 401k to an IRA. And so that's called the trustee to trustee transfer. So I think there's a lot of folks out there, unfortunately, that kind of misunderstand this rule. Um, I had a guy the other day just was getting tripped up on it and almost made the mistake. And I, I got him to stop before he went down to the credit union. And I said, listen, you, you can't do that. Hold on. Listen, he said, really? He said, well, man, they told me at the credit union, just go ahead and take distribution. We'll put it right in your checking account. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. That's going to trigger tax on all that money. You need to set up an IRA first and foremost. You can roll that 401k to the IRA. That's a tax-free transfer. And then let's talk about potentially what you're going to do with that money out of your IRA. You want to do some rollover convert Roth conversion? Are you looking to pay a bill off or sell? This is something that we need to talk about. And I think we've talked about it before, but in this particular case, this gentleman was like, Hey, I'm getting ready to retire. I want to pay off my home. Mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from. Let's well, let's talk about it. Let's put all the numbers on the board and let's see what your goals are here. And bottom line, folks, what it came down to was I think conventional wisdom has told us we've it's been pounded in our into our head since we were little Johnny and little Samantha. Or you know, was like, hey, by the time you retire, you want your house to be paid off and paid for, right? And and I get that. In the past, when you had um, exorbitant interest rates and you may have felt like, hey, let's get this paid off so we're not paying all this interest. Mm -hmm. Think about this for a second. Why not stop that? Don't pay off your home. Refinance your home at these crazy low rates. Because by the way, these rates aren't going to be around much longer. Okay. Instead of that money, instead of taking that money to pay off your home, Let's convert your IRA to a Roth and pay the taxes with Mm -hmm. that money. And especially if you're in your 60s, now you have all your money in tax-free growth for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. right? And take advantage of the low rate. It's okay to still have a mortgage, folks, if you can manage it with your monthly cash flow. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, they can't. It's just a, it's, I I mean, I have very wealthy people that they're like, oh, I want to pay off my home because it's just one of my bucket, on my bucket list for retirement. And I'm like, okay, let's re-examine that. Like, you know, by the way, you're only like 62, 64. You're probably going to live into your 90s. That's 30-year time horizon. Don't think like this is something that you got to do, especially at these interest rates. So what do, what do you think about that? Because, I mean, I consider you a pretty smart guy well, when it comes to that. all that stuff. And I need your opinion on this because <laughs> I, really I don't, don't want to be coming out of left field here. No, I agree. I think um, as we've talked on this show and, and other shows, as we talked about portfolios and how people need to come to grips with the fact that they need to have an actively managed portfolio and change their thinking about just buying something and holding and letting it sit. 
the same change in thinking needs to apply to mortgages as well. And they need to step back and not just take, this is what I've been taught my whole life is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. It's like, no, things are different today. Mm -hmm. And you need to take a look at where you're at today, look at what's around you, what's going on around you, what products are available to you, and then make a decision upon, upon today, mm-hmm. not something that was, you know, was indoctrinated in you 30, 40, 50 years ago. Not saying that there's not a lot of wisdom and things that happened in the past, but you know, here again, you need to need to be constantly changing and evolving and looking for your new opportunities and ways to handle your finances. And we'd like certain things to stay the way they were 40, 50 years ago, mm-hmm. but that's not going to be the case. So one thing that we've heard all, all heard before, the only thing constant is change. Mm-hmm. And so you need to adapt to the change. And here again, with your finances, mortgage rates, things like that, definitely need to be open to exploring new new ideas, new ways of thinking, and new ways of handling your finances. I know we were working with one couple not too long ago. We kind of utilized this strategy and they ended up like lowering their monthly payment, mm-hmm. but they still had all that cash to stay invested in their portfolio. Yep. Think about it too, like real estate right now has been really, really on, a, on the rise. Been. I mean, is that going to continue? But bottom line, whether that does or not, I mean, two and a half percent, three, even if you get 3% on a refi, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I mean, that's powerful. For instance, as an example, okay. a lot of folks probably have, I'm just going to use this number as okay. an example. It might be a million, it might be a hundred thousand. Let's just use a hundred thousand. Okay. So a lot of folks are calling me and, or, or we'll sit down and, and after we do an extensive kind of analysis and, and data gathering, we'll find out, hey, I got this $100,000 sitting over here in, in the bank. Okay. It's really not making a whole lot of money. Um, I owe about 80000 on my home or 100000 on my home. What do you think about me taking that 100000 out of the yeah. bank and paying off my home? That way I won't have any mortgage payment anymore and that'll feel more comfortable to me in retirement. Nine times out of 10, based on conventional wisdom, that was the route to go. I remember always learning from my folks and my grandparents and everybody around me was like, hey, by the time you retire, you want your house to be paid for. Mm. Well, yes and no, but under these current conditions, if you can borrow that 100000 at 2.5% and take your 100000 and reinvest it or even pay off the taxes on your IRA right now. So let's say you had an IRA and you convert it to a Roth and the tax on that Roth was hundred grand. I think you're better off for the long term paying off that tax bill now, now mm-hmm. having 90% or 80% of your IRA in a Roth that's going to grow tax-free. And in 10 years from now, five years from now, inter- uh, tax rates on Roth or on IRAs could be 50%. I don't know. But, but if it's 50% on nothing, then you don't have to worry about it. So I try to get people to look 10 years out, five years out. It's so hard. We're such short-term thinkers, really. You know, we want immediate gratification, mm-hmm. immediate mm-hmm. immediate relief. So I, I always try to get people to really look at the hard, the hard number. It's harder for us to plan out that long-term picture. I can show you in our software and run the numbers, and you'll be like, wow, that's crazy. Like on the back end of your portfolio, 10, 20 years out, it's it grows so much more, and then you have so much more cash flow in retirement because you're not having to pay taxes on. Think about it, when you get 72 and you have to start taking 30, 40 grand out of your IRA, you got to pay 20% tax on that. Then it also taxes your Social Security and it also taxes you know everything else. So that's where we try to avoid that tax bubble in the future. And now more than ever, because we're probably going to see increases in tax rates, we've got to get going on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to get going on this strategy. And so I say, not in all cases, but 
let's put the brakes on just paying off your home and let's look at some other ideas long term. Mm-hmm. Does that does that make sense to you? It, yeah, information, absolutely. education, wise wise tips there from a professional that's in the business. Take Point Wealth Management, the professionals you need to see and talk to today. We'll be back after this with Take Point on Retirement, brought to you by Take Point Wealth Management. We'll be right back after this. Eric Arnett is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors LLC and SEC registered advisor. Take Point Wealth Management, this station, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideals and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Simple retirement advice from Take Point Wealth Management. Sometimes it just doesn't seem that simple, but these folks make it a little simpler. Take Point Wealth Management up and down the nature coast to serve you and to lead you into a stress-free retirement. Take that Take Point blueprint on retirement, a free financial analysis, but you got to contact Take Point Wealth Management. Take advantage of that, at least a $1,500 value there. So 352-616-0511 is the number you want to call. That's 352-616-0511. Certified public accountant, Randy Woodruff and lead advisor, retirement planner, Eric Arnett, both in our studio once again to lead us. The time to plan is now, and these two gentlemen are going to tell us how. I alluded to earlier, I came up with 21 things to do to protect and grow your money in 2021. And keep in mind, folks, what do we always talk about on the show? Three things that Randy and I focus on all the time when we're sitting down with you is, one, how can we reduce fees? Mm-hmm. Two, how can we reduce risk, which also is going to reduce a lot of stress, folks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and three, how do we reduce taxes? Mm-hmm. So if your current advisor or current firm you're working with or whatever isn't getting in front of you and asking you those questions and working on those things, and then uh, you deserve better. This was the number one thing for me. I'm not trying to push or sell annuities or index annuities, but I do feel pretty strongly in this current interest rate environment that we have the solution is so number one is and folks you want to get a notebook out and a pen and paper and start writing these down and, and then call me and we'll talk about them okay but one replace the bonds in your portfolio with the fixed index annuity that best fits your needs mm-hmm. okay and people are thinking like whoa that's that's pretty radical but let's talk about this for a second okay you got to remember that the price and value of bonds move in an inverse direction as to interest rates. Mm-hmm. So if interest Explain rates- Explain that, please, yes. Sure, so if interest rates are rock bottom right now- Which okay, they are. Rock bottom interest rates. If interest rates increase, which they potentially and probably will because of inflation, when you, ha- when you, when you flood the system with tons and tons of money, we just print money, one, it's gonna devalue the dollar, and two, it's gonna create inflation. And when you create inflation, you create a rise in interest rates, okay? so. If interest rates go up, the value of the bonds that are currently in your portfolio will go down. And I bet folks out there listening don't even know that they have bonds in their portfolio mm-hmm. because they probably own some kind of mutual fund that does have it's a bond fund, yeah. an allocation, and it could be a growth and income fund that has 50% stocks, 50% bonds in it. You need to know what kind of funds you have, first of all, and look at, it, look at them and see how they're comprised and what their holdings are. But I'm going to bet that most of our listeners have some bonds in their mm-hmm. portfolio. 
the cool thing about index annuities is they have no interest rate sensitivity or no interest rate risk. So yes, that is a risk, folks, not just stock market risk. There is interest rate risk on your bond portfolios. So for you know every increase in interest rates, you could see a deva- devaluation in your bond or your bond mutual fund. Mm-hmm. So we think that the trend over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years is going to be rates are going to be moving higher. Having those bonds in your portfolio is going to be a major, major drag on your growth. Make sense? And to some people, Eric, that may sound a little complicated, but that's why we recommend you call us. We can walk you through it and explain to you how that works. And we'll, we'll, sit, we'll sit down with you in the office. And as we put together your plan, we'll talk about any other financial topics that, that you want to get clarity on. Absolutely, 100%. And like I said, I'm happy. I've, I've done it a bunch of times. You know, I'm happy to just talk to folks on the phone for a while. I'm happy to do a Zoom meeting and show them charts and show them why I can get you. I can actually get you a, um, a study by Ibbotson, who's a, who is an economic prize-winning ec- economist in our country. Uh, he talks about this very same thing. I mean, he's a lot smarter guy than I am. So, um, but I can get you reports on it, things that you know you want to educate yourself on it, where you feel more comfortable about it. Then we're the first, you know, first place to go, and we'll help you out with that. So number two, I think, is very important of my 21 things to protect and grow your money in 2021. Number two is analyze your portfolio for the risks you are taking and the hidden fees you are paying. We have the ability to take your current portfolio. All you got to do is share your statements with me. You can upload them on my website even. We have an upload uh, place on our website now. You can, at takepointwealthmanagement.com, you can go to, go there and fill out your financial workbook. You can upload statements, documents. Um, we've made it really easy. You can book appointment on there, set an appointment. You just click on the calendar. So we've made it really easy for folks during COVID to for communication. But if we can just take a look at your portfolio, we'll run it through our software programs and I will pull out and show you exactly what you're paying in hidden fees. I can't tell you how many times people come to me and sit down with me and say, well, I'm not paying fees. <laughs> and I, I got a 401k plan and they pay all the fees. I don't pay any fees. Or, you know, I've got this mutual fund portfolio. I don't pay any fee. I don't pay advisory fees. All right, folks, think about that for a second. <laughs> how has Wall Street exactly. become so wealthy? And you see all those massive buildings in Wall Street and all those gazillionaires up there in New York. They, they, they're not doing this for free. You are paying fees and you're paying some handsome fees. And they're hidden. That's and they're why you hidden. Don't know why you don't and know that's it. why when you work with an investment advisor, by the way, a fiduciary, we are completely 100% transparent. You see every little fee come out on your statement. There's no hidden fees. So let's look at and find out. You may be paying, you may be already like, hey, I got ETFs. I'm paying like 20 basis points. I'm on it. Great. I'm going to say congratulations. Good job. But a lot of folks out there don't know. So mm-hmm. I think that's really important for us. And and then number one is what's the risk of your portfolio? What does that mean? There's so many different things that make up the risk of your portfolio. But the number one thing we're going to pull out is what is the standard deviation? We call it the wobble factor. Folks, if your portfolio wobbles, and that what I mean by that is it's shifting values from day to day or month to month, and you're seeing big upswings, big downswings, that means you have risk in your portfolio. You're that's, wobbly. That's, you've got a wobbly portfolio. you got a wobbly portfolio. And hey, if the stock market keeps going straight up, you're great. But if the market corrects 10, 15, 20%, you're going down with it. You're going to stumble. You're going to stumble. So let's take a look at that wobble factor and let's take a look at the risks that are driving your portfolio. So I think really those are two really great strategies and I'm not giving you guys any more today. 
Stay so tuned. you got to stay tuned. Stay tuned. And give us a call. I'm sure like your mind's kind of spinning right now. And you're thinking, what is this guy talking about? That's why you call us and we'll give you we'll give you the education that you need. I was talking to a guy the other day and he's like, give me all these specific questions about moves that he should make with his securities. And I'm like, listen, you've got to get 100% educated first before you make those moves. Don't just make a move because your neighbor said, hey, I got this great fund. Or you pull up a screening tool and said last year's best performing mutual fund was X, and you go, oh, I'm going to buy this one. Don't do that, folks. Mm-hmm. Please don't do that. Definitely so, don't do that. We talked about that earlier in the show, how we're seeing already seeing a shift out of some of the yep. hot stocks during the pandemic yep. are starting to see a slow pullback in some of those yeah. in other sectors. Yeah. So to your point about buying last year's best performing mutual fund, yeah. that was last year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, growth funds are not going to perform. I'm going out on a limb here, but I'm going to say this because it's in my gut. Growth funds are not going to perform as well as value funds, small cap funds, mid cap funds. You need to look at some value funds and things, cyclical stocks, things that are going to recover based on the economy recovery. Growth funds probably aren't going to outperform like they have in, in, in the past. I think there's going to be a shift to those other types of funds and other types of stocks. Just just a guess. Dividends are still out there. Okay. Um, they're not as high as they were in the right. past, but div- you know the average dividend on the S&P is like 2 to 3% right now. And that's why stocks continue to go up higher too, because you can put your money in a stock and get more than you can in a short-term bond or short-term interest rate vehicle. So there's dividend stocks out there, dividend strategy where you can go out and pick up high dividend paying stocks. You know, you got to be careful there too. You want to make sure you have balance and diversification, but absolutely. There's still some right, really good dividend paying stocks out there. We what have all those strategies. What do your dividend paying stocks tend to be your non-growth stocks or non-tech stocks or biotech stocks? They're, yeah, they're companies that have been yep. around, you've heard of your whole life yep. and great stable companies and and it's a great addition to your portfolio to have some of those in there. Absolutely. And and the other thing that's fueling well is stock buybacks. A lot of the big companies are buying their stock back, which is causing the stock values to, to increase based on supply and demand. So you got to ask yourself if we're in like a period of time where large corporations are at their highest level of buying back their own stock, that's kind of a good sign. They think stock prices are going to probably be higher, you mm-hmm. know, so in the future. We work hard to help educate our retirement warriors, our listeners out there. We're doing seminars. We're inviting people into the office to get their own personal seminar, see how their plan is working and what potential pitfalls going forward could be for their plan. We got a lot to battle through these days, all the political and economic craziness that's out there, you know. So we have put together what we think is a soft plan. You know, we recommend that you stay invested in two primary ways, our smart risk and our smart safe investing. So we've talked about this on the show many a times. The smart risk is investing in an actively, let me say that again, an actively managed portfolio. And smart safe is investing in a fixed index annuity with a highly rated insurance or annuity company where you can get market-like gains without market risk. We absolutely have to replace the bonds with that going forward. In fact, folks, if you look at your statements, the principal value of your bonds versus what they're actually worth today, you will see a negative sign. Trust me. I'm looking at these statements all week long. And um, unfortunately, you know, we've been out there trying to help folks for quite a while and get repositioned out of those for you know more than a year or so. And it, sometimes it takes a while for it to set in. We really need to reposition portfolios in the smart, safe, smart risk plan. We're recommending that you consider a bond replacement strategy. You really need to give us a call, come in, let us let's put a plan together for you and talk to you about the bond replacement strategy. So now you'll uh, build a, a new plan for anyone that asks or you'll test a current plan 
and you also provide a free financial analysis evaluation you call the Take Point Blueprint on Retirement. You got it. And that's a $1,500 value, by the way. Yeah, you got it. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of meetings, a lot of hours. There are some professionals out there that'll sit down with you one time and just try to slam you into an investment. We have a disciplined process. It's you know a minimum of, of three appointments, uh, a lot of time involved. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a financial planning team of certified financial planners that put together the plans for us. We'll take your current plan, your current portfolio, and we'll test it. We'll put it through our software and we'll dig out all the metrics and the details and statistics and see if you truly have a market efficient, a fee efficient, and a tax efficient portfolio. So those are the three things that we focus on. Once we take that portfolio or that re- that plan that you currently have and we morph it into what we think is our super strong strategy going forward, our blueprint, you're going to see the difference. And uh, we're reducing fees, reducing uh, risk, and we're reducing taxes. So that being said, we've talked about it, and of course everybody else knows, a lot of tax increases on the horizon to help mm-hmm. pay for uh, all this money that's going out and being printed, trillions and trillions of dollars right now, which is causing some inflationary concerns, and that's why we've seen some volatility pick up in the market recently. Uh, and, and this is why we have stressed for so long that just having a passive portfolio of of investments is really not going to do the job anymore. Uh, More than ever today, you need an actively managed portfolio. You need a strategy that can duck and move and, and, and move with, you know, rotation of all the different asset classes and the sectors that are out there, particularly uh, if your advisor is not calling you and giving you a bond replacement strategy or hasn't been, then it's time to do that. And in fact, it was time to do that yesterday. <laughs> and so we're, we're willing to jump in and do that for you. Some good things, uh, the jobless claims are, are, are getting better. The job market's improving. Um, I still think that you know the market uh, is poised for uh, reaching new highs. However, it is now a discretionary market. And when I say that, it's not like we've seen in the last three, four, five, even 10 years. You could just buy some kind of mutual fund or growth fund and you'd be fine. No, this is this is where it's time to have a professional money manager that can select the right areas of the market to be in. And that's why you're seeing volatility. Like today in the market, the market's selling off a little bit because big tech. Big tech had such a huge run over last year. So those stocks got so overvalued. And so now there's profit taking and that money is moving to other sectors of the market, like value stocks, mid-cap companies, mid-cap value, cyclical stocks. And it's time for some sector rotation in your portfolios. And I know that sounds like a big word, but let's keep it simple, folks. You have a professional team that's actively managing it and looking for opportunities, taking profit where profit needs to be taken. And if volatility increases in growth and technology, for instance, then it's time to kind of like slowly get out of that and move into areas that don't have volatility. And so there's still a great deal of stocks out there that are going to offer some good returns, but you just can't have one passive strategy. And then we talked about this a week or so ago on our show. If you have a traditional traditional moderate portfolio, 50-50, 50% stocks, 50% bonds. If that 50% of your portfolio that's in bonds is negative and dragging down the stock portion, mm-hmm. You know, you're, what you're seeing on a daily basis probably is when the stock market goes up, you're not catching the upside. But when the stock market goes down, you're catching a lot of the downside, plus the bond market is also going down. So 
um, it's time to really make some adjustments with our smart safe plan. We're going to talk a little bit about that more later on. Let's just get to a couple of questions. I know um, Anne in Spring Hill, she asked us, you know, my ex-husband and I were married for 25 years before we divorced. He passed away this year. He was 68 and I am as well. My question is, how is Social Security affected? Will I still be entitled to half of his Social Security even though he passed away? So, Okay, great question. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that the Social Security office and the Social Security websites aren't always the best places to get that information. But unfortunately, at Social Security offices and whatnot, they don't always have those answers for you. We're the most informed people. Yeah, absolutely. Not to get into too many details, but yeah, you were married 25 years. You are still entitled to your husband's Social Security. So um, you absolutely uh, still would be able to entitled to collecting uh, Social Security based on his benefit. So, and that's a good a good question and a good topic. I mean, we help folks every day with Social Security decisions. So every family is different, every individual is different, and it's kind of confusing. Like, should I take Social Security now? Should I wait? Mm-hmm. Should I take half my husband's? Should Should I turn mine on? And you know, so there's a lot of different strategies out there, and you know, it's based on taxation and stuff. So let us help you with that and, and work through all through all those numbers for you. Question, Chad. Uh, I would like to invest money from my stock portfolio into something else especially a good ETF, either in gold or exponential technologies or possibly healthcare. I know that not all ETFs are created equal, so I wanted to get your opinion. I'm already invested in some traditional stocks and index funds. Okay, so that's that's a pretty tough, long-winded question there. Yeah, Chad, thanks great for- Great question. Though. Great question. This gets into one, how old are you? What's your objective? How long are you going to be invested? Is it an IRA? Is it a 401k? Is it a regular taxable account? So many questions to be answered there. But in general, you know, ETFs are a great investment if they fit your portfolio. You got to be careful. An ETF is basically a electronically traded fund that goes out and buys every stock in a particular index. So it actually owns stock and you can trade that like a stock instantaneously, not like mutual funds. You don't have to wait till the end of the day to get a price and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of awesome ETFs out there. They're low cost. And particularly you want to diversify your portfolio with ETFs. You don't want to just go all in gold or all in technology or all in healthcare. I like you buying several ETFs and spreading it out. It's cool. You can just go on like fidelity.com or any type of brokerage website. Then you can search for different ETFs and different sectors and different industries. And it makes sense. Like, okay, if you have 100,000, spread it across do 25% in each industry. They're all going to perform very differently at any given time, but it's going to give you the diversification like we're talking about now. Let's say you own a technology ETF and that technology starts to roll over and sell, but you have three other ones that healthcare, uh, infrastructure ETF, or like you said, in gold or commodities. Mm-hmm. Those might conti- those might go up and do really well this year. So yeah, I think it makes sense to have that. And that gets into that asset allocation that we talk about all the time. But great question, ETFs. If Folks, if you have any more questions about ETFs, just give us a shout. I think that'd be all we have time for yeah, today. That's a wrap. That wraps it up. And if you want to send that information to TakePoint Wealth Management, that's your question too. Info, that's I-N-F-O at TakePointOnRetirement.com. That's the name of this show, Take Point on Retirement, pre-recorded, played every Saturday with Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner, and of course, certified public accountant, Randy Woodruff. In the studios with us, just two members of that well-rounded team of professionals and some good, wise advice for you today. And as always, hour full of the information you need 
each and every Saturday from Take Point Wealth Management. Once again, local company here up and down the Nature Coast. Reach out to them, takepointwealthmanagement.com or takepointwealth.com. Just Google Take Point. It'll take you to Take Point Wealth Management. We'll see you next time, folks. 